Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to season six, episode five of Let's Go Blues Radio. My name is Kurt Price, and I'm here again with uh, Mr. Jeff Ponder and Mr. Bill Day, my co-hosts uh, for this evening's big show. Uh, we are live on Wednesday, October seventeenth, two thousand seventeen, and this is franchise episode number one hundred and eight all time. If you would like to send us a tweet during our show, send it to at LGB Radio, and we'll read it on the air. Or you can tweet us after the show, and we'll discuss uh, whatever you want to talk about uh, whenever we see it. If you would like to join us on the air, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the button to join the show when we make that active, which will be shortly. And I won't forget this week. I'll remind remind you. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you guys tonight? Oh. Not everybody wants. So, so I don't know if you guys noticed that, but dropped right before you launched it my computer went blue screen to death so uh, <laughs> luckily i had the ipad right next door and uh, yeah so quick adjustment and here we are <laughs> it's never a whole moment no errors with podcasts this. that never happens no we've had our fair share yeah oh yeah um so uh pricer daisy how are things i hate it <laughs> If you missed last week's show, we were talking hockey, Nick, and uh, uh, typically, yeah, I'm thinking Pricer, I'm thinking Daisy, and uh, Ponder is a, uh, what do you, what, what do you say, you went by what, Jeff? Uh, I was called Ponzi. Ponzi, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, like the scheme? Yeah, a Ponzi scheme, So you right. It'd be yeah. the scheme yeah. as well. Yep, that's good stuff. So uh, I got to, to break in the show with um, a little chatty nature. So for, for those that uh, listened two weeks ago, um, know that uh, I recently moved. Guess what happened uh, shortly after our move? This is a fun one. Uh, you guys are kind of techie nerds like me, so you're going to enjoy this. In a good way. I, uh, I was, uh, I'm a, so we have all wood floors now, which I've never had wood floors in my life. Well, not in my life. When I was with my parents, I did, but that was like 62 years ago. Um, and so I set my computer down by the couch and uh, decided that, oh, it's fine there, right? So my son decided to slide my laptop underneath the couch. I reclined when I got home, crack. Mm. Pull up the computer, yeah, half the screen's dark. Computer's dead. So that's always Always fun. fun. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, (laughs) you might. Don't have kids, am I right, Kurt? Uh, no, I, that's. I mean, that if you sign up for a lifetime of uh, of that kind of stuff, if you have kids, uh, don't forget to check out the uh, Let's Go Blues uh, shop. We have a shop where we sell stuff. Um, 
you can get some shirts, some mugs, and some stickers in there. So uh, uh, feel free to go by. And it's not just stuff with our name on it. It's 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 you know Checker Dome stuff. It's you know uh, Missouri hockey stuff. So there's some shirts in there. So uh, uh, feel free to uh, browse at your leisure. Yeah, if you uh, would also like a Let's Go Blues radio tattoo, our <laughs> friend Lynn McNew of Almighty Studios plays in the Ponder tournaments. He'd be happy to do it for you. So give him a look. This shop was featured on, I think it was Fox Two. Uh, did you see that? Oh yeah, I did. I was I was Great watching stuff. TV. I didn't I didn't have to be notified on Twitter. I was watching TV when that happened. I'm like, holy crap! I know that guy, and uh, I've he was our goalie in the last two uh, two Ponder tournaments. So he's he's quite the artist. He's Lynn quite, McNew, Almighty Tattoos. There's a free plug for you, buddy. And he's quite a good goalie too. Oh, he's a hell of a goalie. Yeah, he's the reason why we won the one year. That's true. God knows it wasn't you. No, not not me at all. Not me and my my league or what per- tournament uh, tied in points or something. No, that had nothing to do with it. But anyway, um, oh, speaking of the, the nice segue for your tournament there, I'm all about the segues. Uh, yeah, for, so for those who are interested in the Stanley Ponder Cup tournament, it is coming up in November. Um, <laughs> I don't have the date in front of me. I always seem to forget it. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's the, it's the 19th, right? I keep saying the 19th. I think it's the 19th. I'm looking right now yeah, as we speak. The, that would be the 19th. Okay, yeah. So it's the Saturday before. Or no, sorry, the, the 18th. 18th. It is the 18th. Yeah. Yes. Uh, November 18th in Queenie Park, Midwest Sport Hockey. Uh, the tournament benefits the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, as well as Be the Match, um, two organizations that uh, almost saved my um, my late father's life. So uh, definitely want to check this out because we have – not only the great hockey stylings of Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder, but we also have uh, a great raffle that goes every year. Um, we are getting two Blues jerseys. Still not sure who, but I'm pretty sure number 91 is involved. And then uh, as of today, we learned that uh, the Blues, which a big applause to them, have donated tickets to this year's event. So thank you, St. Louis Blues. Um, it, the game will be December 1st. The Blues and the Kings, and it is in the lower bowl of uh, of Scott Trade Center. So uh, very cool of them, and uh, definitely going to be a hot ticket. So make sure you get out there and um, you know bid on this stuff, and maybe you'll walk out with a Tarasenko jersey and some Blues tickets. Who doesn't like to hang out and watch some hockey? The the, the skill level doesn't matter. Watching hockey, have a, have a drink or two or three or ten, and uh, you know, and bid on some stuff and uh, hang out and uh, see if you won some prizes. That's, that's a good time. My son is at an age where he can actually start play? to enjoy. Not really, I mean, he's still not at a point where he's really ready to play, not ready to skate, but he's enjoying it. And uh, I've just taken him to a couple of rinks just one night to do stuff, to just have something to do with him. And he loves it. It's, it's the worst hockey you can watch. But it's hockey, and so I recommend it too. It, there were some, you know, there were some good players in the tournament last uh, last time. Or not, that wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I get it mixed up. the uh, The last one we were in together. Yeah, that we did. Um, the, and I think I think you're going to be yeah. one of the uh, top guys taken, Kurt, after your performance last time. No. No, well, and <laughs> and your tournament last time, I, I I I did pretty well, but not the last one. I was, not the last one. Yeah, well, the last we'll tournament. Last tournament was pretty much dominated by what 
like three people. So pretty much, and all on the yeah. same team. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's the reason we lost in the final was to that one. We lost to the one guy. To be honest. Yeah, that was a guy that I think he went for but, nine bucks in the draft, which was ridiculous. Yeah, really? Yeah. He was good. He was really good. Yeah, he's on that, my team, and I told every captain, hey, bid high on this guy. And the only guy that bid on him was the one guy who knew him. And I'm like, I told y'all, that guy's awesome. And our strategy worked the first half, the first, uh, first half of that game against him because I abandoned all scoring opportunities, and I was shadowing the guy, and he wasn't getting the puck. And then they kind of changed up lines, shift, shifted lines around and, and got him out there when I wasn't out there a little bit. And that kind of, we made a bad pass. We made a bad pass in front of our net. He knocked it down and scored. And that kind of turned the tables. We were, we were winning by a couple of goals in that game. So you're saying you were the John Madden of your team. I was, I was the defensive. I was the Rick Mahar of the of team. There you go. That's I checked for a living in that game. Or uh, Sandy Paulson even. Or, or that, or him. Uh, the official beers of episode 108, Bill. What you? What do you? What do you? Uh, I have uh, uh, in the uh, the blues first. There's it's mostly gone now, as you can see. Um, Founders breakfast out. I probably have it three or four times uh, throughout the course of this season on the show. Um, I picked up uh, a couple four packs, uh, which enabled me to score a bottle of uh, KBS. Uh, from uh, Randall's last week, so I you can never drink breakfast out enough. So having two four packs, you know, I'll probably be done with them by the end of this week. Love it. You know, I've heard good things about it. You always talk about it. I've never had one. Mm, well, I have a bunch. I'll uh, I'll make a trade. And I'm, 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 a, I'm, a big, I'm quite a big stout fan too. I'm all for uh, heading over to Bell's and drinking some of his beer. Sounds good. <clears throat> I have a lot of beer right now, so, so I know where he is. yes. So I don't know beer, hockey, poker. I think we should uh, do it. I'm down with that. Put the hockey game on the TV. Have some we, beer. We could have poker. a uh, we could have a, a podcast tournament. All the Blues podcasters get together. I want to have one of those uh, tournaments. Uh, we like play hockey on foot. I know not everyone skates, so it'd be kind of would kind of rule some people out. But everybody can can walk around with a hockey stick. Do we invite uh, Rivers and um, Darren Kimball? I guess. I mean, you know, they, they, I'm sure they could get some playing time. Yeah, yeah, we'll let them play a little bit. Maybe we'll let them sub. Although, you know what? I've, I've listened to their show a few times, and uh, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's labeled as their show, but they're only, they only they like uh, like the last show. Kimball wasn't on at all. Rivers called in for maybe ten minutes. And the rest of the show was a couple other guys. Uh, uh, one was a local hockey coach, uh, and the other was somebody else. So, but so I assume they're on more. Maybe the episodes I haven't I've listened to they haven't been on quite as much. But I'm show. I'm 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 a bad blues <clears throat> podcaster because I've actually not listened to their show yet. I have I, I have and they they have the uh, the Minner Arena on there. Uh, oh, nice. To do, they have like a. He has a segment. He they pre-record it and they he sends it in. And they they it's like his breakdown of, I rants or whatever he wants to talk about. And, nice. Yeah, and then uh, uh uh Brad Lee does something too. He sends. Oh, nice. Out. Very cool. Yeah. So it's good. Worth checking out for sure. After you listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. Of course. What's that? I'm sorry. I I I said, 
after you listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. Right. Check out oh, their show. Exactly. Yeah. After us, then you can listen to some others and and get their feedback as well. I hear there are other blues podcasts out there. I can't name them. There are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There are a few, you know, and some come and some go. They don't last, but we've been here for six seasons now. So. Yeah, we've been here since the start, quite literally. Yes, we have. Kurt, uh, what's your beer of the episode? Fine. My my beer of the episode is one I had last season that I enjoy, and I, I have some in the fridge, and I was kind of doing a clean out of the fridge right now. So I've got the chocolate peanut butter porter by Horny Goat Beery, which I'll pull to the camera there for those that are watching on YouTube. Very it's, nice. Uh, it's, quite good. it's quite good. I like this a lot. Um, it's good beer. This award gets its luscious dark color from the generous... Uh, use of roasted malts. So. And Kurt does like his horny goats. <clears throat> I do. Who, Who doesn't? doesn't? Who doesn't? I have two. I have two of these. This is the first one. I'm kind of almost done with that one. I will. I will have another in a minute. Uh, so I have um, one of my favorite all-time beers, and that is the Four Hands Contact High. Um, just, just. A really nice beer. Uh, it's a summer beer. It's it's a great beer to have when you're kicking back on the porch um, on a hot day. But uh, I uh, went and bought a bunch up as I always do every year um, before stores stop selling them. So uh, yeah, um, great stuff. Love it. Um, again, it, this this one's great with um, chicken and uh, even like beef. Uh, so yeah, if if you're looking for food to drink with it, <laughs> any meat. Any meat, really? Yeah, honestly, anything you yeah. can grill, uh, hot dogs. It's it's great. What if, um, I, what if I grill some tilapia? Will that work? I mean, is that gonna work with it? You know what? Yeah, I think it would. Good stuff. And this and this has been your food pairings with Jeff Potter. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why I always go for the food pairing. It, it's just uh, yeah, I, you know, I did that a couple weeks ago with a beer I had. It was the um, Sam Adams cherry wheat, and uh, I had M and M's with it. Yeah, man, that was good. Oh, yeah, that's right. Really good. Um, I also have a second beer, uh, just because my contact tie is a little frozen over. He's in the back of the fridge. Um, that pause. We've got a, uh, we've got a, a, I think it's an original blue sponsor, Stag Beer. Yeah. So there you go. My, my, my dad worked at the uh, Stag Brewery in Belleville when they were still Did there. he? I didn't know there was a brewery in Belleville. You do now for the third or fourth time I've said it. <laughs> every time, every time Stag is mentioned, oh my dad worked this library. Yep. <laughs> Have I told that story before? <laughs> Sit back. Wait, stop! We've heard this. I watch the viewership go down. <laughs> Wait, Kurt, did your dad work there? He did. He did. I didn't even know there's a brewery in Belleville. Don't get me started on my beer can collection either. What other beers were in this brewery? Moving on. <laughs> uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account on October 17th, 1978. St. Louis Blues Day. Uh, receive free calendar. Uh, meet the uh, new Blue Angels at season opener versus the Vancouver Canucks. The Blue Angels were the not the uh, high-flying uh, aerial uh, uh, acrobatic uh, plane-flying people. Um, <laughs> Air Force. <laughs> You are quite the wordsmith, sir. Not, uh, not those fellas. Not those. But plane flying people. <laughs> oh, this episode is getting off to a roaring start. <laughs> <laughs>
They were a group of women that uh, basically cheerleaders for the Blues uh, at the uh, at the old arena. Uh, back in 1978, they did made their debut. So, mm, ice girls in the 70s, huh? Yeah, not on the ice though. They were in the stands, I believe. Mm. I think. I think. So. Uh, 1985, St. Louis uh, City threatened to shut down the arena due to back taxes owed by Harry Ornest and the St. Louis Blues on October 7, 1985. So that was uh, that that whole era was just a. If you ever, I mean, we've said this before on the show about St. Louis Game Time had a write up about the Ornest uh, ownership group and the, and the, that history. Uh, they almost moved to Saskatchewan and the the the. Ornest saves the day, and it's just it, it, Purina saves the day. It's just a it's just a crazy, uh, uh, interesting history that uh, you should probably read up on. And uh, yesterday, uh, the at STL Blues history Twitter account. Uh, if you don't follow them, by the way, follow them. It's a fantastic follow. They tweeted out the top fifty Blues players of all time, and uh, this was in the post dispatch. It was a. a he took some screenshots of the of a uh, I think it was the post was it a post insert or something, or, yeah, but uh, or is it the post? Did he tweet out? Is it was it, it was it was the post I believe STL okay. today I believe I don't know if it made it on the paper but I and well it looks like it did. Well, he's got yeah he's got pictures of some, it looks like an insert. Or some kind of it's book. it's a picture from STL today, so I would imagine that is in the paper. Okay, so uh, anyway. he's one of three people that prescribed the paper still. The, the, the prescribed to the paper? Damn! I was an English major! <laughs> uh, you flunk English? That's impossible. Uh, because you have to have like 25 prescriptions to get the paper. Because <laughs> only, only the very elderly do that now. Right. I need um, my Metamucil in my paper! But anyway, um, I believe it was JR put this together. Is that not, is that not uh, is that correct? Or he had, probably before the paper or before because well anyway it was top fifty blues players, not necessarily the best players of all time, but uh, I'll I'll read what the description was when the post dispatch set out to pick the top fifty blue, uh, players in blues history. There was one goal to choose the ones who the blue note the best. This is not a list of the most talented players in NHL history who played here briefly toward the end of their career. So you would not see Wayne Gretzky, uh, Brodeur, uh, Doug Harvey, or even Point. Then we've compiled a group of, that features many of, for their production, some for their longevity and a few of their popularity. Uh, a panel of nearly a dozen former Blues players and past and present media who covered the club. Uh, were you asked, Jeff? No? Ha! Mm. Good one. Uh, <laughs> we're going to submit their own list, which were heavily used to come up with the final decisions. So... So you've been corrected. Uh, STL Blues history just tweeted at us that it is from the Hockey News. That's what I thought. But, but the, the STL Today put out an, uh, another list. They put out a list, too, that, that, that JR put together. You know what I was surprised by? was the fact that number one was Vladimir Chebaturkin. <laughs> I mean, what are you thinking? That's two weeks in a row we've referenced him on this show. Yeah, you're right. Good old Chebby Turkey. That has to stop. Um, okay, so thank you, the uh, STL Blues history uh, gentleman who uh, uh, corrected us. It's the yeah, that's what I thought it was initially. The hockey news. That's what it looks like. But uh, but I, I was confused because STL today also posted their top fifty blues players. So anyway, um, 
So you guys can see the rankings there. For those that don't know the, the top five, let's just go with that. Okay. Brett Hall, Chris Pronger, Al McKinnis, Bertie Federico, Mike Liu. Do you all agree with that? Um, I do. Um, I think I do. I uh, I, I want to say I, w- I wanted to give the hockey news props for. I, I've got some issues with with this list, uh, obviously, but but I want to give props to them for putting Pronger as high as they did. Um, a lot of people tend to. This is my opinion, uh, obviously, but uh, a lot of people tend to put McKinnis ahead of uh, Pronger, and I I've always. Uh, voiced against that. I thought Pronger was the best defenseman that has ever played for this team. And uh, it was good to see him get number two. You're not going to put him ahead of Hall. Uh, so that's, I mean, I think I think a number two slot for Pronger is good. Uh, I put him ahead of yeah. Hall. Did you really? I would. Yeah. I, I, the part of it, though, is, is and Brett, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> I, I was honestly never a huge fan of his growing up. I liked him. I thought he was great, but he was never he the game the right way. Yeah, it, it was. It was always, you know. Oh, how is why is there a five on four for four minutes? Oh, because Brett Hall's lollygagging at the red line. I mean, it that kind of stuff irked me as a kid as I was learning to play hockey. Um, and Pronger just, I mean, Bill basically just said it. Pronger played the game the right way. Uh, I that guy rarely screwed up. All he ever really did was the penalties, but. Which, As a rough and tough defenseman, you're going to do that. His penalties, though, to be honest, were uh, kind of something he had a problem with early in his career that he tamed a little bit as his career went on. He didn't have, yes. I mean, he, he always took, I mean, he was known for taking bad penalties, but not to the degree what he, that he did his first few years in the league. Um, when that, I re- it was, it, and he was known for it after that. And it kind of, he had that label, and that didn't really apply as much later on. I felt like there was a lot of times, I, it's for some of you know, I've been going through this project of watching old VHS tapes and converting to DVD, and I've seen a lot of the 2000 and 2001 playoffs. 2000, he did a lot of dumb stuff. Owen Nolan and Mike Ricci really got under his skin. 2001, there was a lot of times that I think he got a lot of reputation calls. There was a lot of jawing and shoving and cross-checking in front of the net by both players, but it was always Pronger that got called. So, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I think as his, as his career progressed, he got much better about it. That's not to say, though, he didn't have his fair share of suspensions right. late in his career still. Sure. And, and also I wanted to mention, too, that I was under the impression, I just didn't look at the date, that the STL Today top 50 was uh, from last year, which STL Blues history corrected us was. Again, he is a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> there he is. Boom. Nope, you're wrong. Real-time so, fact-checking. We appreciate it. Exactly. Which we appreciate. <laughs> yeah, and I hope he listens to all of our shows, and this is the first inaccuracy we've ever had. Uh, I'm sure. he, he does say he listens uh, quite a bit, so that's yeah. we appreciate that. I'm sure it's the first well, he's, a good, he's a good man. He or she is a good man or woman. He or, yes, they. We, they, is, they is the proper nomenclature. Um, I was, uh, I was going to say, as far as this list goes, um, if I can throw my two cents in, um, I would actually push Liu, uh, down. Um, I'd probably swap, uh, put Federico in five, Liu in four. And I don't know, I, I could maybe make an argument that Liu before McKinnis, because McKinnis had success elsewhere before he came here. 
Do you think Sutter? That's, well, that's, if you move in lead down, would you move Sutter up? Mm, it's it crossed my mind, but no. I mean, Sutter Sutter was a fan favorite. Uh, you know, he he embodied the team. But if we're talking about greatness of play over you know not, over a career, yeah, it, no. it's it's it, there's intangibles there with the yeah. Uh, you know what? That uh, I'm, I cr- correct. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct myself there. That that description of what determined the order there is not the hockey news. That's from the uh, post dispatch. So their list. Yeah. But this particular list, is, you know, is not based on other intangibles like the best weather note that was STL today. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's my bias towards goaltenders and you know the fact that Liut was the uh, the guy that inspired me to want to play goal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, he should uh, probably be a little bit higher on the list. I had an issue with this list. I mean, first of all, I'm going on the list and I see, you know, the, and then the, the, the top 25 get a little write up in the, 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 their stats and stuff. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, 26 through 50, get a little column, just basically the name. So uh, in that column. At number thirty-five is none other than Mister Eric Brewer, as the thirty-fifth best Blues player to ever wear the jersey. Give me five players that are listed beneath him. Oh my God! Okay, uh, let's see. Where's Brewer here? Thirty-one. You definitely think rank above him. Uh, okay, Brian Elliott is below him. What? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Already. Um, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Janney's below him. No. Uh, Arbor is below him. No. Um, uh, Gary Seborn is below no. him. Larry Patey, Jeff Cortnall, Paul Cavallini. No. no, no. Uh, Piran is below him. Jake Allen. No. Jake Allen's on the list, which I think is kind of weird. But yeah. Um, yeah. Berglund is uh, small sample size. Berglund's below him too. Even though I, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I've, I've said this before. I'm not a big Berglund fan. Uh, he is light years better than Brewer. Berglund no, Brewer. I. Maybe this is unfair, but I feel like that whole era he played in. Maybe you make a case for David Backus. You make a case for Backus is thirteenth. Uh, I can't think anyone else. Um, no one in that era should be on that list, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I, it's so especially the especially the captain of that team that was yeah. supposed to lead that team, and he just he was. We've we've beaten Brew to death. Um, Good luck, room presence. Not, not not literally, which would have been nice, but. Uh, figuratively good locker room presence a good canadian boy yeah oh he the players liked him who gives a crap he was an awful player i cannot believe he's on that list i haven't seen the whole list. he's not even nice. like 40s or late or near 50 he's 35 there's only 34 players in blues history that the hockey news thinks uh, are better than brewer. i could name you 100 players right now that are, that are blues players that are better than eric brewer of, of, of all the, the 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 teams in the nhl that 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 have like uh, great players come through and, and play for a short period of time. The, I mean, I, I would put Gretzky just in a short little time, even though you know he mishandled the puck and cost us the series against Detroit. Kind of, um, I'd put him out of Brewer because Brewer Brewer did nothing positive for this team. I don't think, um, and he was and he was a chip that came here that 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 was that was like uh, uh, thrown our way something shiny uh, so they could so the Edmonton could get Pronger. And it just it, it, that that makes it even worse. You know who I put above Brewer? Brock Bukaboom. 
The guy they got for Eric Brewer, who never even played for the Blues. I put him above Brewer. It's uh, and the and Bowmeister is right above Brewer, which is another discussion. Too. Uh, you know, I I, I can see Bowmeister being in there. His especially his first two years here, he was great. And at the end of the day, he's still what? Well, I was gonna say, here's the deal: Shattenkirk is one spot above Bowmeister. Yeah, which I think is kind of weird. Yeah, I, I think that Bowmeister being on the list at all is just it's complete rec- uh, recency bias, right? You know, there how many you know uh, has this club had you know o- over the fifty one years of its existence, and that I don't, know, I, I don't like that at all. Let me let me give you three players real quick, and then we move on if you guys want. I'm going to ask you, do they belong ahead of Eric Brewer? And these are three players that were monumentally hated by Blues fans in their course of time. Mike Eastwood. Oh, uh, yeah. You put him above Brewer. I would. Uh, Here's the deal. Um, I didn't like Eastwood like a lot of players didn't. A lot of fans didn't. But uh, he did do one thing well. And it was face-offs. Face-offs. So, yeah. I mean, he Him had his he had, he was, wide blade. <laughs> he was valuable to the team in those situations. I really can't. I mean, I really can't. I, I cannot like, give. I cannot say Brewer was excelled at any one particular thing with this team. So, okay, well, that's. I think Bill and I are in agreement there that uh, Eastwood would be ranked so ahead. Bill, of, you agree with that ahead of Brewer? I, um, I would. Yeah, I would not put Mike Eastwood. Ahead. Head of Brewer. You would not. I would not. Okay. I would. All right. And Kurt Wood. Okay. Alexander Havanov. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate Havanov as much as a lot of people did. I did not like Havanov. Um, Plus, he scored that big goal uh, because Wednesday night wonder. Yep. And yeah. he scored another big one to help sweep the stars. And he also broke Chris Pronger's wrist. That's a big reason I hate him. Definitely. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured. I figured as much. Um, no, I. I liked. Uh, I liked Sasha, as uh, Ken Wilson used to love uh, pointing out that that's what he preferred to be called. But uh, no, I. I wouldn't. Uh, Says the guy who couldn't pronounce Hesh's name. Yeah. <laughs> Hacked. Hacked. All right. So so uh, Kurt is a yes. Bill, are you a yes or no? I'm a no. No? Okay. One more. Jeff Finley. <laughs> These are good. Uh, uh, man. Um, you know, Finley's a... God. A serviceable... I'm gonna, my, my hatred for Brewers just come out here. I, I'm going to say that. <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's, here's the reason why. Uh, Finley played here for a while. I, I, it seems like he played here longer than, than Brewer did. Um, more years or more games anyway. But uh, I don't know. I thought Finley got kind of a bad rap. I mean, he wasn't a great defenseman, but I thought he was a good third-pairing guy. I, I thought he I thought he was serviceable. Um, maybe Brewer would have been that guy, but I mean, if, if, if I don't know. I, 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 I think my, my bias against Brewer is coming out here because I, I, uh, I don't think you can really say anybody. Uh, I think you could have said somebody like uh, uh, Valerie Burry, and I would have said, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How about Ted Donato? Two Blues games in his career. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think Brewer hurt this team. Any player that didn't really hurt this team, 
uh, on a consistent basis. I don't know. I'm, yeah, maybe I'm off base there, but. What do you think, Kevin, Turkey? Jeff, Jeff Finley, do you put him above Eric Brewer? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> See, I will, I will, here's mine real quick. Finley and Eastwood, I put them both ahead of him. I actually did not hate those players like everyone else. Um, Finley, I thought, serviceable defenseman on your third pairing. Again, like what you said, maybe that could have been Eric Brewer, but he was just thrust in the wrong position. Uh, and Eastwood loved his faceoffs, and he had uh, real good chemistry that uh, the 2001 year, I think it was uh, Stillman and Mellonby that was on his line. I loved that line. I thought they looked great together. So, And a good penalty killer, too. Uh, Havanov, I couldn't stand the guy. The dude constantly, constantly left his player, his, his defensive pairing partner open for a, a three-on-one, two-on-one all the time because he always got caught behind their team's net. So I will put I will put Brewer above Havanov. But the thing with Havanov is is that his redeeming quality was that he actually visited letsgoblues.com and 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 uh, viewed the forum. So how do you I, know that? I know that for a fact. A guy that that was on the forum knew it, it was a, was friends with him, and he would we talk about that. So wow, that's, 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 that's his redeeming quality. Huh? That's, uh, that's why I like him. So that, that's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, but you know what, Havanov had. Havanov had some upside uh, with uh, offensive abilities. I mean, he he got. I mean, let's look, I'm looking at his career numbers here. Well, I'm, we're talking about it. The, he, here's a lot of my my basis for how good players are. When Havanov left here, he played. Was it Toronto? He went to. He played like what half a season and then disappeared. And that was always my an argument. I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for this. I was against Barrett Jackman. That dude was playing every single game for the Blues his last season here. He goes to Nashville. They cut him most of the year, doesn't play, and then they buy him out at the end of the year. That's part of the reason that I say, here's how you can really judge how good a player is. Now, I know you've got the whole end of their career thing, not in their prime. I get that. But I think there is a certain element of that that's important when discussing past Blues players. How many how many uh, NHL games would you say have not played? Three hundred three fifty. Two eighty four. He only played uh, he played four seasons here, well three and a half really, and then he played uh, one uh, like sixty four games in Toronto. That was it. Was um, he traded or did he sign with them? Uh, well, he was. I think he was. He I think he signed because he. Well, oh four oh five was the was that a lockout year? Yeah. 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 So yeah. So he, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was traded or signed or not. But he, uh, four seasons here and uh, one, like I said, one in Toronto. And he had, with us, 23 points, 24 points, and 33 points. So, I mean, he wasn't, you know, seven goals, three goals, eight goals. Yeah, he had a little bit of upside offensively. He had upside offensively, but, you know, so does Eric Carlson. And we talked about him recently. Maybe Carlson's not the best offensively, but he's not always – Always leaving his partner to hang out and dry. Havanov did every I, single shift. I'm not saying Havanov was a good defenseman. I'm saying I, I drove I, me I just, nuts. I drank him behind the Brewer, <laughs> <laughs> just because I just my personal despise for Brewer. That's all. It's really all more right. on Brewer than Havanov. It's it's more. Of my, it's not so much what I think of Havanov. It's how less I think of Brewer. Uh, Oshie ahead of Mullen and Brown. Jeff Brown. Not Jeff Brown. 
That's what that's on the he, list. What it is. He is the reason I got into hockey. Jeff Brown was fantastic. Yes, he was. But Jeff Brown is uh, 31st on the list. Only, yeah. He, only three spots ahead of Bowmeister. Yeah, he's probably a, a lot lower than he should be because, you know, the, the guy that came in after him was McKinnis and made everybody forget about him. Yeah. Brown was uh he was the first the real the first real offensive defenseman we had. Yep. Uh what about uh let's see, Gilmore and Steen ahead of Oates? Steen's ahead of Oates. I don't like that. I, I could I could see the case for Gilmore. But yeah, argue Gilmore not Steen, but yeah, Steen, I mean I love Steen. I do. I, like I guess Steen. they're going by longevity on that, is my guess. Maybe. But I don't know. I mean Oh, it's, I mean, the, you can't deny what he did here. He was like, I mean, he made Hall. I mean, really. Well, yeah. I would say he made Hall, okay. but he was definitely the he reason like, he got a lot of the goals. Cog in his success. I mean, he, I mean, if he's not getting fed the puck, granted, he did with Janney too, but still. Then Shanahan came along. Yeah, Shanahan was my favorite player for a long time. <laughs> Off the ice or on the ice? Uh, both. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't care about Janney's wife. <laughs> Somewhere Craig Janney is in the corner crying listening to this episode. I don't like Jake Allen being on the list. I mean, I like Allen and all. I don't think he's done anything yet. He hasn't been here long yeah. enough. Where's Grant Fear on that list? Fear 24th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if uh, I, I think the biggest example of recency by I mean, that's there's, there's no reason. He, Way too small a sample size. You know, he's he's had a lot of ups and downs already. Who's to say that's not going to continue over the career? And, yeah, just... Um, you know who is not on the list that probably should be? Reinhard Divas. No, <laughs> but that's a good answer. Cody Rutkowski? No. <laughs> Peter Sena. No. Uh, <laughs> Scott Young is not on the list. He you played. Know, I, uh, you know, when we started talking about this, that was the first thought in my head. Was I'm like, how high is Scott Young on this list? Not on, he's not on at all. He I played. Loved three, him. Three hundred and seventy-seven games played for the Blues. Had one hundred twenty-five goals and one hundred twenty-nine assists. So what? Two hundred and fifty-four points in three hundred seventy-seven games, and he's not on the list. Uh, you put Perron on the list. Perron's on the list. Uh, Barron's on the list. Um, so I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't. Some of the. I don't know. I, the, the The list is out there to create discussion and argument and, and outrage over someone being left off or, or where they're ranked. I get it. Um, it's fun, but uh, yeah, not having Scott Young on the list with others that are on the list is kind of ridiculous. I am tempted to go put on my Scott Young jersey. Scott Young and two stints here with the Blues too. He came back. You but, know, I I remember as a specific discussion where I was at work and my friend called me and said, "Did you see who the Blues just signed?" When uh, coming out of the, the lockout, because I said originally, oh, yeah, the Blues probably aren't going to make the playoffs this year. They signed, he's like, oh, they signed Scott Young. And dude, I jumped up out of my seat at work and I was like, Stanley Cup. <laughs> like, that was, I was like, they're going to make the playoffs. They can make a push. 30th in the league. <laughs> yeah. He did. He, and I bought he, season oh, tickets that year. <laughs> Scott Young always, and Scott Young had his haters too. I remember the the people being like a sports talk radio and people calling in not liking Scott Young, but he always he always produced forty goal scorer. Yeah, and he always and speaking of which, uh, where's uh uh boys? <laughs> yeah, put boys on the list. 
I mean, if Baron, I would. You know what? I will say, boys over Perron for sure. I think so too. I mean, he had a forty goal season. So, where's uh, I saw that Dimitro is number nine. Yeah. Um, Where does uh, one of my other favorite players, Pierre Turgeon, rank on there? Oh man, sixteen. Okay, there he is. Yeah, okay. He is number sixteen. Yeah, and I was going to say if we're you know we're talking about forty goal scorers, Wayne Babich. Yeah, he's he also, at, he's at twenty eight. I think it's kind of low for him. He yeah. was the, he was the first. I mean, he was. I mean, he was our first big goal scorer. With uh, well, I guess uh, Berenson was too, but Babich had the record for a goal scored by a right winger until Hall broke it. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I, and I'm I, I mentioned Jake Allen, but he's number fifty on the list, so he barely cracked it. I think it was a throw-in. Who do we put on fifty? Ah, we'll give it to Allen. Yeah, I think that's just a little love to current players. That's not a yeah. It's it's not a real answer to me. I, I again, I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm sure just looking at it, I could probably. I mean, Scott Young for one. Yeah. Uh, I bet Bryce Salvador's on the list. I put him over Jake uh, Allen. Yes, I, w- I would put him over uh, uh, Brewer. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Cam I, Jansen, <laughs> Jan Statsny. Oh, Cam Jansen, <laughs> nice guy. He'd be on the top list for nice guys that play the NHL. They're from <laughs> so Eric Brewer. They're from Fenton area. Isn't from Fenton? No. Uh, where's he from? He's from um, Eureka. Eureka. Eureka, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd be on the top fifty list of, of of players from Eureka that'll play the NHL. <laughs> Wasn't Landon Wilson from Eureka? Does anybody remember Landon Wilson? No. You sound like a yeah. roll, make and roll. Yeah, yeah. Wilson, Landon. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Bueller. Yeah, was he? He was he a mostly. Son- he was the son of an NHLer yes. who, who was here, right? Yes. Rick Wilson is correct. Yeah. Yeah, Landon, uh, I want to say he was from uh I want to say he was from Eureka, but I could be wrong on that. I'm on beer number 2. For those keeping score at home. We're like almost an hour into the show and we have not gotten into any current blue stuff. <laughs> I kind of like the discussion with the the ranked players. That's what that's what the list that list is made to uh, prompt discussion, and I like it. But moving on. But the sky is falling in St. Louis. We have to talk about what's going on. Yeah. So since our, as I'm, I'm going to pour this beer and talk at the same time. Uh, since our last show, uh, Steen has returned to practice on Monday, which is a good thing. Obviously, missed 13 games with a broken hand that he sustained in the preseason, so he is close to returning. Uh, it'll be a nice boost to the Blues top six. You want? Are we gonna? You gonna run these down, or are we gonna discuss? You want to discuss? Let's discuss. Uh, yeah, having Steenback's huge. Um, we've seen the last two games that uh, the Blues could could use a little jump in their step, and um, you know, Steen. Yeah, he's getting older, but I mean, he is one of the top fifty Blues. So uh, he, you know, but in all seriousness, he's uh, it'll be good to get him back in the lineup, and and uh, hoping for. Are they announced? Is he officially back tomorrow, or is that gonna? I, no, they, they said that they are going to see how he does at the morning skate tomorrow. Okay, uh, and he'll uh, he'll they'll make a decision at that point. I don't know. I mean, uh, I get, I get this division game, but I wouldn't. I don't want to rush him back. It's I mean, it's game number what seven, like seven for the Blues. So I don't don't. I mean, hell, I, 
I want him. I want him back so Sabotka gets pushed down a couple lines, just yeah. so that people will stop bitching about Sabotka <laughs> getting first line minutes. It's out of necessity. It's not because they think he's a first line player. I think. Well, I think people are are uh, wanting someone else there as opposed to putting Sabotka there. It's probably a lot of it. I think Kurt agrees with that. What's that? So I think you, you agree with that, right? Like you agree with what you just said. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't. I'd, I'd like to see. I don't know. I well, I, I'm not going to PRV. PRV. I don't know. Maybe well, we talked about know. this. I would rather have PRV on the top line. Yeah, I, I mean, than Saboka. She's got speed. <laughs> I mean, the guy's a number for, former what number three pick. Yeah, no, the number nine. Skill. It was nine or eleven, oh, and, he, okay. and he looks like he, he was. So line. he's got to be a top line guy. No, and, and uh, I know this one's absolutely absurd, but uh, Sammy Blay looked real good uh, when he played. I, I, I put him over Saboka. Yeah, he I, was he was skating on the top line uh, either yesterday or today, at, at least uh, during practice. Uh, the Blues have gone uh, 0-2-0 since our last show. A 5-2 loss in Florida on Thursday, which really was, uh, I, I mean, you go into that game thinking they should have won that game, but, uh, you know, it's on the road, and it's, uh, they were, I was, again, I was listening to the, the Blues NHL podcast, not to be confused with the Blues hockey podcast. Very similar names. Yes. I'm sure, I'm sure they get cross and confused fans that, that want trying to find one and find the other. Um, but uh, they were talking about how uh, I'm, I'm making excuses for the blues in Florida thinking, Oh, well, it's nice weather and you know, it's early in the season and you get down there and hockey is not front and center like it is in other cities. And uh, you know, and their minds were elsewhere and I'm just listening to them like the bullshit. <laughs> so yeah. You're getting paid this much money you can you should be able to focus on uh, your career and and uh, playing a game. So, but anyway, uh, five to two loss in Florida on Thursday, uh, and the uh, two to one loss in Tampa Bay on Saturday. Which I guess they played better in Tampa Bay on Tuesday on Sunday on Saturday. But I don't even. I mean, you guys remember a lot of good scoring chances on Saturday because I mean they had the the they didn't really get any great chances that I, I mean, they had some shots on goal, 27 or 20, 28 shots on goal. I just don't remember a lot of quality scoring chances um, and a lot of quality pressure in that game. Well, and let's, let's kind of preface this by saying that Tampa Bay has gotten off to an insane start. Oh, they're, mean, they they're are, excellent team. They are playing like the team they should have been all year last year. So let's not forget the Tampa Bay to me is one of the strongest teams in the NHL. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, yeah, not trying to make excuses for the Blues either. Um, I don't really remember a ton of chances. Um, I thought they looked okay. That was one of those games where if Jake Allen could have um, snuck out with a win, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know, 2-1 win, 3-2 win. But uh, I didn't think the Blues played well enough to beat a, a high-end team like Tampa Bay. And I'll be honest, I uh, I watched the game on fast forward afterwards because I was at the uh, Pixies concert uh, uh, Saturday night, and so got home, watched it, uh, kind of caught the uh, result on Twitter, so knew what to expect, and just watched it all on fast forward. And uh, it just, yeah, I 
it, it's it seemed like you know the Blues were in the game for the most part, uh, which you know early early season against a team as playing as well as Tampa, uh, you know that you like to see that, but. You know, I, I also think that, you know, the the two losses in Florida are indicative of, you know, teams, other teams are starting to get their shit together. Uh, the Blues, I think, uh, caught a couple teams uh, in less than fully prepared mode and uh, got some extra points early on. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I hated Jake's game in Florida. Um, he, he seemed better in Tampa, but. One mm-hmm. one thing we talked about uh, last show, Bill, was that uh, the discrepancy in shots for and shots against, and we're allowing a ridiculously high amount of shots on goal, and our shots on goal were not what you'd like to see either. So we were thinking that is going to catch up with you over time, and on Thursday in Florida, that kind of came to fruition a little bit because they allowed was it 38 shots on goal or 37 shots on goal against Florida and uh, they got lit up. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, what was it? It was the, the, the first goal in the Tampa game, Tyler Johnson. Uh, there's no reason that puck goes through Jake Allen on when, you know, on a good night for Jake Allen. It just, it, he kind of looked off the shot and put it through a defenseman and, Jake just wasn't positioned well, went straight through him. I hated that. Um, I think you make that save and you've got a 1-1 game going to overtime. Uh, that It's a good game for the Blues. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that I think this kind of game is going to be more indicative of how the rest of the season goes, where it's going to be razor-thin margins for the, for the most part. I, so. The thing that concerned me the most of these two games, and, and it was more concerning in – I want to say the Florida game, but the Panthers game and um, Sunrise um, was the uh, the neutral zone play. I thought was extremely weak for what we saw early in the season. And what Bill said might be true that other teams are starting to get their timing down right and they're starting to to play better defense. And the Blues just caught a couple teams by surprise. Maybe that's part of it, but um, they just didn't look like they were gelling like they were in the first couple games of the season. Um, they were, there's a lot of turnovers in the neutral zone, a lot of dump ins that really probably didn't need to be made that, that led to turnovers. Uh, well, not turnovers, but the other, but the Panthers coming out with the puck pretty easily. Um, yeah. And, and just some lead passes that I didn't like. Um, I thought Petrangelo was probably the best in connecting his passes, but there's a lot of, uh, I remember one particular, I think it was Joel Edmondson tried to hit uh, Tarasenko on the fly, and it was just an awful pass. Believe it. I think it even led to an icing. Yep. And it was just uh, that kind of stuff needs to be cleaned up if they plan to to get going again and, and get a couple wins on their butt. You, you can't play that way against Chicago. I know that we talked about how Chicago's going to uh, maybe have some struggles this season, but – They've got plenty of guys that are going to burn you still if you do stuff like that to them. The uh, the Blues finished the road trip with a disappointing two and two record, and I say disappointing because we won the first two games. So, if you win the first two games on a road trip, you really ex- hope to finish at least three and four, or at least uh, three and one. But uh, so losing the last two was a disappointing. So, um, 
Yeah, I said, you know, after the uh, the first two wins, you know, that I still thought for for me to consider the trip, you know, a, a success where, you know, I, I would really have, you know, like just that extra bit of belief in the team uh, that they needed to get uh, another point on the trip, point or two, and uh, didn't happen. Well, it's you know I think uh, the the lack of offense and the lack of scoring the last couple of games uh, to the degree necessary to uh, uh, to get a win um, secondary scoring. To be honest, I mean you've got aside from uh, Dunn, who I mean Dunn has the only point amongst Dunn, Megan, Blay. Um, uh, I mean in his defense, one game played for for Blay, uh, but and Thompson's no longer here right now, so. Um, but still, uh, the kids that had, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about them and, and about how they could contribute this year and um, making the team because of a couple injuries as well. But still, um, you'd hope they could contribute a little bit. And granted, it's their first crack at the NHL and we're just a few games in. So you expect them to hopefully uh, contribute more as they get more time. But uh, the lack of secondary scoring so far has hurt this team recently. So if you don't get the, if you're allowing five goals, you're not getting uh, the production from your, uh, your top line or two, uh, like against in Tampa Bay, then uh, you need some secondary scoring from your third line. And uh, that we have got no points from uh, anyone except for Dunn. So. Right. Which goes back to the discussion on how big it is to get steam back in the lineup. Yep. You know, Steam's a guy that, uh, you know, you, you expect uh, 20 goals, 20 assists out of right you know maybe 30 assists we yeah we need that level of uh secondary scoring and the the blues are pretty thin right now so yeah and i i think obviously like you said steen helps out with that um the, the blues were getting a lot i mean I, know, I think you guys discussed it last week the defense was scoring a ton yeah. uh in those first four games i mean that was huge yeah. you, you can't more than 50% of the goals. Yeah, you can't replicate that all season. So I think everybody, you know, everyone was excited about that. But at the same time, you got to look at it and say, there's no way that continues. The forwards are going to start doing their jobs and putting the putts in the net. And uh, that obviously dried up in the Florida games. And what happens? The forwards don't pick up the slack. Blues right. lose two games. Um, and the top two lines, the top two lines produced early in the season. Uh, well, still early in the season, but in the first few games. But... The secondary scoring, the, the lines three and four, hasn't been there yet at all. So that's that's something that would need to because your top two lines aren't going to produce every game. It'd be nice if you know on a, you know, if the third and fourth lines could trickle in some some uh, some offensive support, which they haven't done yet. Uh, Jake Allen is now three and two with a two point nine six goals against average, uh, a nine seventeen save percentage in five games played. So. Uh, let's hope that uh, improves as uh, we get deeper into the season. Goalie controversy. <laughs> Huso, bring in Huso. Why is Carter Hutton not on the top 50 blues list? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, and Hutton has played just in the one game in which he was outstanding. Carter uh, the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game we likely w- would have lost had he not been uh, fantastic. So. Yeah. Um, he was brilliant in that Rangers game. Yeah. Hey, I've I've been his biggest critic, and uh, just keep proving me wrong, Cutter Carter Cutter Cutter. There Cutter, you go. Cutter 
How about nickname Cutter Hutter? There's there's a nickname. Nickname number thirty-seven from the last show. <laughs> uh, extreme- yeah, he's he's he was great. Uh, like you said, great in that game, and um, hopefully he can continue to step in and and do his job. And again, we've said all this with the criticisms of of the secondary scoring and and uh, uh, relying on defensive scoring too much in our wins. But you know, again, small sample size, six games. Uh, we're getting Steen back. Uh, very very soon, maybe tomorrow, maybe uh, maybe on uh, was it uh, Saturday? Next game, Thursday. They play Thursday too, right? Yeah, maybe Thursday. So uh, we'll see. Um, depending on what Colorado does tonight, you guys see a score for Colorado? I didn't. Uh, they were losing uh, when I checked before. Okay, we'll be second in the division behind Chicago going to tomorrow. Not the standings are a big deal right now, but you know it is what it is. Um, uh, they are at, losing four to one to the Predators. Five twenty-seven left in the third. Okay. Uh, that'll just tighten up the division a little bit. Uh, but the, they will be second in the division behind Chicago if that score holds. Going to tomorrow night's game versus Blackhawks in St. Louis. So with a well-played game tomorrow for the Blues and two points versus the Hawks, optimistically speaking, we will jump over the Hawks for first in the division. So with all the criticism the last couple of games, seven games in. Could be in first place in the division, so that's nothing to sneeze at. Interesting fact. If the Avalanche win their next game, they have as many points this year as they did all of last year. What? That's not true. <laughs> that's not correct. That is not true at all. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I'm not doom and gloom, and I know you guys aren't either. Um, there's the glaring problems of, as we said, the defenseman scoring that didn't continue and the, the second line scoring, not picking it up. There's some issues there. Jake Allen, not having great games in Florida, but at the end of the day, four and two to start the year with the injuries they've had. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. They look, they've looked good for the most part, uh, throw away the, the Panthers game. Um, uh, even maybe parts of that Rangers game, but, uh, they look good enough, you know, if they can just kind of, I don't want to say 500, but at the pace they're at four and two, maybe eight and four, you know, 12 and six, 12 and eight, that kind of thing until they get their injured players back. That's not a bad thing. Um, so they just keep that up and I think they're going to be fine. It's just kind of funny. You start four and oh, and you're, I mean, you're expecting, oh, well, 4-0, let's keep this going. And then you lose two in a row and you're four and two and it's all this, this guy is falling. Which it doesn't matter what the record is. Um, you lose two in a row, you're going to have people that are pissed off and upset. And well, I I think we touched on it last week. The sky felt like it was falling already. You know, there was so much consternation about the Blues when they were four and zero. You get two losses. That's just yeah. You know, that's going to make you know make people believe that uh, you know, their their bad feelings were uh, uh, were correct. Well, what did we say last week? We said that they, the 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 way the games were going, they shouldn't right. have been winning those games. They shouldn't be 4-0 based on the shots allowed and our shots scored and scoring chances against and we're getting scored from our defense. It was just kind of a lot of things fell in our favor the first four games. Um, and we got a little lucky, I guess. But uh, uh, I think uh, with the way that the, the things were trending, we talked about this, that if that didn't change, we were going to start losing some games, and we did. So... Um, right. Uh, we play like 
uh, you know, like the Florida game tomorrow night, and where you know the Hawks will likely uh, hang a ten spot on us, like they did the the uh, Penguins in uh, yeah. their opener this year. Speaking of the Hawks, next up tomorrow versus the Blackhawks. Hawks are four one and one, first in the division, like we talked about, uh, tied for first in the conference, one point of us. Saad has six goals and two assists so far. Kane has two goals, six assists. And uh, a lot of those numbers are a little inflated because of the 10 spot they put up on Pittsburgh in the first game of the season for them. And then the following game was a 5-1 to one win in Columbus. So in the first two games, they had scored 15 and only allowed two. Um, but in the four games since, so this is like a nice little nugget of, hey, well, maybe you know to feel better about the Blues' chances tomorrow. Uh, in the four games since their... Uh, since the Hawks' goal differential is a minus one, so uh, things tend to even out a little bit more over the course of a season. So, small sample size. Is uh, is anyone more happy to have Brandon Sod back in Chicago than Brandon Sod? Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan Taves, maybe. He, I mean, he's got what he's got a couple goals in his last three games. I mean, he's he had a hat trick in his first game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how he is after 20 games to see what kind of numbers he's putting up. Cause obviously he can't keep that pace up, but uh, we'll see. We never discussed it, but, and this doesn't have to be a long discussion. The trade that brought sod back and, and sent Panarin to Columbus. What were your thoughts on that? I was happy to see Panarin out of the division. I was too. I, I, mean, I think it, I think it was a, a move that was, uh, was made to keep Jonathan Taves happy. And they couldn't. Then they were looking down the road to a Panarin, not being able to afford him. But he still had another year after this year on his contract, did he not? So that was way down the road they were looking. Yeah, I, I from what I've read, it wasn't just Taves that the whole team was um, very sad when he left, and and in whatever way they could, basically voiced that they if they could ever get a chance to get him back, they should do it. Um, so that was part of it. I mean, you're making your team happy. You're making your stars happy. <coughs> but, yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, you could go one more year with Panarin um, at least and and make another run at the Cup. Now, I'm not saying they can't do that with Saad, but we've talked about their defensive struggles, or actually not struggles, but what we believe will be defensive struggles. Um, but you got to figure a line with, with Taves and whoever – and then align with Kane and Panarin, you're not going to get swept in the first round again. No, Panarin, I was so impressed with Panarin um, and the fact that the Blues could have had him and Tarasenko wanted him. The Blues would draft him, but they didn't. Um, it's kind of frustrating. But uh, I, I was so I, – I, he's going to be one of the best players in the NHL um, in what – I mean, he is now, I think. And no, I did. I posted the link live. Is it not showing up? The the link is I, I, the link to join us uh, if you want to join us on the show is uh, now posted on the Let's Go slash radio site. So if you want to join in and uh, give your two cents about anything we've talked about or something else you want to talk about, um, keep in mind we have trivia coming up too. We do have trivia coming up. So if you want to play, uh, uh, take on. Uh, uh, and Bill or and Jeff or whoever in an attempt to win a Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill mug, you are more than welcome to join us. Let's go blues.com slash radio. There's a link on the page. So um 
we've talked about the Blues NHL podcast a couple times tonight, and uh, I wanted to talk briefly about. Uh, <laughs> um, they were talking about Reeves, and I guess I don't know if it's because uh, Kimball is is on the show, uh, and there's the the tough guy factor, but um, it seemed like they weren't as crazy about the acquisition of Costin uh, for Reeves in that move to acquire that pick for Reeves and then drafting Costin. Um, which I was kind of uh, taken back a little bit. Um, I loved Reeves. I liked him a lot. I thought he was a great fourth-line player. But um, I think you make that trade every time. Side note on that, um, it's not just Rivers and, and Kimball. A lot of former players, and, and no offense to those guys, I think they're, they're great. I've met them both. Fantastic people. But So don't beat me up when I say what I'm about to say. A lot of players who played in the eras they played in, and again, love Reeves too, overvalue what Ryan Reeves brings to the team. And and it's not to say he doesn't bring something great. He's an NHL player. He's he's a great, great, in my opinion, one of the best fourth liners in the entire league. Yeah. But the stuff they cite, to me, not as important as it used to be. They were they they brought up. I agree with you. And they brought up uh, that Reeves is a known commodity, who is traded for a pick, who is an unknown commodity, unproven talent, which I thought was kind of. Yeah, I mean, even Reeves himself, when he was traded, and when when someone told him that he was traded for a first round pick, he goes, "Well, I know that's a load of garbage because I, <laughs> that's that didn't happen. That's not true because he's not worth a first round pick. But he, we got a first round pick for him. So I think every, I think you do that every time." Right. Um, especially if a guy like, I mean, it's not just the first round pick. I mean, it was the last pick, so it was almost a second round pick, but still. The guy that was available was listed much higher, because and but was not, he fell because of a shoulder injury and because he was uh, uh, in the KHL. That was the reason why he fell, not because they didn't think he could play. So um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I, I'm listening to it, and I, I disagree with them um, quite a bit with that because they were, I mean, they said the trade down the road would probably help the Blues, but right now it's hurting the Blues. Well, no. well, I think I think if there's anything that's hurting the Blues, it's trying to replicate that with Chris Thorburn. Yeah, yeah. Hey. No kidding, I agree with that. I never got that. I didn't get that move at the time. I'm like, why? I mean, okay, I, I thought I think, moving away from Reeves. Okay, good. We can we can get maybe some more speed on the fourth line, and maybe get a little more scoring on the fourth line. But then we got Thorburn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it, so uh, Thorburn has, even going back to the Atlanta Thrashers days, he's always put up goals against the Blues. And I, I think that's one of those things is like, you know, Armstrong you know, has probably seen that. And he's like, well, you know, there's a fourth line guy available and uh, I know he can score because he scores against us. Well, I bet if you go back and look, he probably only scored against the Blues. <laughs> and you know, I, I just—I don't know. I'm not. I—I I think that uh, I would like to have seen the Blues uh, evolve beyond uh, the feeling the need to have a uh, an enforcer type player in that right wing position on the third line or um, line rather. So the only reason I was for that was I don't know. If you guys remember, there was two players that were being discussed the Blues were going to sign. It was Thorburn and one other guy. You remember who it was? I don't. Chris Neal. 
Oh, yeah, no. that. And, and that is the only reason that I was like, I'll take Thorburn 10 times over before yeah. I take Chris Neal. But having said that, I'm with you guys. Um, I think I think it is important to have an element of toughness, and I think you already have that. Uh, Pareko kind of provides that a little bit. Uh, Edmondson provides that a little bit. Plus, a lot of these Blues forwards are no slouches. Tarasenko, uh, he mixes it up when he needs to. Um, everyone comes to the star players' defenses when they need to. This team, they don't need that. They don't need a Chris Thorburn. They don't. Ryan Reeves was great because he had hands and could play on a fourth line and could chip in goals here and there. It had a little bit of speed for a tough guy. Um, so, yeah, him on this team was fine. But unless you're getting an exact replica of Ryan Reeves, if you're getting a guy named Brian Reeves, okay. But you're not. You're getting Chris Thorburn. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm all for uh, letting him ride the pine a little bit. Uh, Bill, uh, you shared a link with us today about the SPHL. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, Wyshynski's, uh, uh, some of his early ESPN work. I'm glad to see that, uh, you know, his, uh, the quality of his work is not going to be dictated by where it's posted. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, a, a little bit of a controversial playoff format that when you, it, at first blush, you're like, that's stupid. And the more you think about it, and I think we all have this reaction, it's like, that's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> and so, so what it is, is uh, the SPHL, you know, Southern Professional Hockey League, uh, the, the league that first adopted three-on-three overtime and everybody said was stupid, um, came up with the pick-your-own-opponent playoff format. So top rated teams uh, get to pick who they would play. And uh, Wyshynski points out, so this would give the Blackhawks the opportunity last year, instead of having to go up against the Predators in the first round, to say, you know what, give us Calgary. And that's, that's there's a little bit, you know, you know, you're, you're kind of calling out your opponent. You know, that's the, the article talks a lot about that. So, you know, you're saying, oh, we could totally beat you. And uh, how much, you know, how much, uh, you know, uh, locker room uh, fodder would that create amongst the flames? Oh, these guys think we're, we're totally shit. And, you know, that, you know, they'd rather play us than the Predators. Let's show them. I, I don't know. I, I would love to see the NHL try something as uh, as out there and progressive as that idea. Don't think it'll ever happen, but it's a lot of fun to think about. It's it's fun to pay attention to these lower leagues because they they do stuff like I mean maybe not as as zany as this, um, but these lower leagues they try so many different things. You know, if, from in game entertainment to their rule books. Um, and it's just, it's fun to see because you don't, you're like you said, you're never going to see this kind of stuff in the NHL. Although I think when they adopted three on three, we all probably said the same thing. Oh, they'll never, they'll never do three on three in NHL. Now it's the talk of the league. People still talk about it. It's been instilled for two years, three years now. Um, but yeah, I, I love this. I love it. I'm and right there with you and Wyshynski. It, it, it not only does it does it allow the top team to say, yeah, we'll take the weakest team. Like, yeah, the Predators finished in eighth. But we don't think they're the weakest. We're going to go after the weakest team. 
not only does that make them actually the the number one seed in my opinion the the true uh, top seed because they're literally able to pick from everybody and say we think they're the weakest we match up better against them oh my god the 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 talk in the locker room the fans the media that that would generate and like let's your example Calgary holy cow that would be crazy People would be fans would be at each other's necks. It would be <laughs> so much fun for uh, for the Hawks last year. Two of what did the Calgary finish uh, seventh, sixth, seventh? Something anyway, like that. Okay, so so the any first place team that finishes first and they decide to play the sixth seed instead of the eighth. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I love I love this. I, I think this this would create an instant hatred. For, well, if you're a lower seeded team. It, it, instant hatred for that team because it's a total smack in the face. It's like, oh well, you know, okay, we we finished sixth, so we we can play the uh, the third seeded team. Oh no! Uh, granted, if, you, if you're if you're talking one through eight, uh, uh, because we wouldn't do divisional playoffs, I guess, if we did it this way. But oh yeah, if it's one through eight, and then the, the three the number one seed picks the sixth seed to play, you think you're playing number three seed? Oh, they'd be pissed. Yep, that'd be fantastic. I'd love it. Yeah, and you got to figure too. I mean, I don't, I don't know if this would happen. I guess we'll see with how the SPHL playoffs go. You got to wonder if you go back to last year, do the Blackhawks say, "Hey, you know what? The Blues ousted us last year. We think they're weaker this year. Let's take them on and knock them out early." Like again, I don't know if they would actually do something like that, but that would be great entertainment to have them say. Yeah, we'll take them Blues again, and we're going to take them in a in in uh, four games this year. I can't I can't imagine the 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 level of upness I would get for that series being. A oh yeah. Oh my God. I was like, bring it on. Let's do it. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I love it. I I I think it's a it's a it's a fantastic idea. Um, and like you guys said, I'm I'm very curious to see how this plays out and how that uh, how it works in that league. Mm. Yeah, the NHL would never do it because Colin Campbell probably couldn't understand it. <laughs> it's a, it's a great, it makes things fun and interesting. And uh, who doesn't like? Who doesn't love it? I mean, okay, Colin Campbell hates hates a, hates a, <laughs> hates a strong word, but in sports, that's what you want as a league. You want fans to hate other teams. That's what you want. Um, and typically you know strictly sports speaking not like you know actually hating somebody else but uh that's good for that's good for sports it's good for it's good for the game it's good for the rivalry it, you'd have a lot more rivalries um in the in the league this way and instant rivalries basically well think about the- how how awesome would it be though you know for for you know a team like chicago to you know say somehow you know, this year the Canucks squeak into the playoffs, you know, but wind up with the seventh seed. And the Hawks are like, oh, that's a no brainer. And they take them. And then the Canucks beat the Hawks. How awesome would that be? <laughs> oh, yeah. For the lower seeded team to actually come back and beat the team that, that picked them because they thought it'd be easier. Oh, God. Yeah. And then you're, then you're talking about, I mean, if this goes a couple years, maybe you're talking about, you know, let's say the Blackhawks pick the Flames last year. And the Flames beat them. This year, they pick the 
the Blues, and the Blues beat them. Now you're talking about you're talking about the president saying, "Okay, what the hell are we doing?" and starts cleaning house in the front office. I mean, there are so many other factors that could play this. The storylines the media could run with. I mean, yeah. there are so many great things that could come yeah. from something like this. And it yeah. would stop it would stop teams from I mean, if it happens to tank to get a certain seed late in the season with a few games left. If it happens, who knows? Because you know, you never know who's going to pick uh, who you're going to play. Really, to be honest. Granted, most of the time, you'd probably see teams pick, you know, the seed they would play otherwise, maybe. Um, but for the times when they would pick, you know, not one versus eight, that'd be interesting. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so many, so many possibilities. You know, just to think about. You know, you have. Uh, you know, one one division that has only one team that finishes over 500 so they finish the second seed and uh you know the, the number one team in the other division says you know what let's take them on i'd rather play them than the team that finished just one point behind us uh and you know wound up with a fourth seed i just i just had a crazy thought you know how they used to televise the draft for the all-star game you could have all the captains sitting at a table in front of the media and uh first up the chicago blackhawks jonathan taves walks up uh yeah the blackhawks have decided to play the uh st louis blues in round one and alex Petrangelo. they like flashed alex petrangelo sitting there i mean god that would be great television oh, that, that really would be <laughs> that'd be awkward uh, as hell but good i'd watch it yeah who wouldn't watch that and then petrangelo and taves weigh in <laughs> what do you think about the matchup? Oh, <laughs> or, or is it like a, a boxing match or a UFC fight where they go nose to nose? And... <laughs> I have a feeling, knowing just Canadian players in general, there'd probably just be some giggles. I don't think there'd be any intensity if that had to happen. Buy a coconut after this. <laughs> I want, I want to you see all that. want to go fishing at Taves Lake after this? Oh, do do boy. I want to see this in the NHL in five years. That's when I want to see it. Let them play it out for a few years in the SPHL and then talk about it, and I'll see it in five years. After the uh, – when, when's the lockout going to happen? Uh, four uh, 20, years. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, after that, new rules coming out of the lockout. Brilliant. Along with um, the two-line pass returning and oh, – no. The ability to play two goalies at once. <laughs> um, <laughs> Their arms have to be tied together. Oh, like uh, like that movie, uh, Stuck on You. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> That's the first Stuck on You reference in uh, Let's Go Blues radio history, I believe. <laughs> it uh, might be the first reference in podcast history to that movie. We're, we are trailblazing tonight. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, once again, if you want to join us for trivia, which we're going to do in a second, um, if we get someone to play, let's go blues.com slash radio, click on the link and, uh, join us. You can win a mug from the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. I'd say we give a limit of what, about five to 10 minutes here. Yeah. We'll do social media fails and then we'll, we'll see if anyone's with us. It's, it's multiple choice. You don't have to, I mean, you could guess, you don't have to like pull a, a name or a, a figure out of your out of your head it's you have, you have choices 
Or out of your ass. Or out of your ass. Uh, who's got the blues social media fails for us? Uh, well, I'll, I'll introduce it. Um, Bill, why don't you take the first one, Bill? Um, and I'll, I'll mention, this is from our old friends we have not mentioned on the show in probably years now. We are not doing St. Louis Blues Lounge tonight. This comes from the Asylum. And for those that don't know, because it, it is a very dated reference, probably, the oh. Asylum, well, I'm just saying, people probably don't even know the board exists anymore. Uh, STL Today Forums, Blues Talk. Uh, yes, there are still discussions going on over there. So, from the Asylum, take it away, Bill. User Mamba81 on Sunday around 1, is this a.m. or p.m., Jack? P.m. P.m. 1 p.m. The title of the post, When Does Spring Training Start? <laughs> Someone get a countdown going of when pitchers and catchers report for duty. Can't watch this hockey garbage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because two losses equals... The season's over. Right. It it reminds me of uh, on Thursday, when the Blues get up the fourth goal. My wife, jokingly, I should I should point out, uh, when they get up the fourth goal, she threw her arms up and said, "Season's over," and turned the TV off. <laughs> so, but the fact is, there are people who probably actually did that, like this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Master of segways. Um, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah. This is from, I don't know how to pronounce this one, so let's say it's Dominic R. Uh, on Sunday around 3.30 p.m. The title, which for those who don't know, the asylum is famous for, let's just put in quotes, quote, realistic trade rumors. Um, so this title is Realistic Trade Targets. And here it is. Let's start a realistic trade possibility thread with who it would be, who it would likely cost. Back to Shane for Joel Edmondson, um, Tage Thompson, and Sammy Blay. Ryan O'Reilly for Vince Dunn, Jordan Cairo, and Tage Thompson. John Tavares for Colton Pareko, Tage Thompson, and Jordan Cairo. Wow. You know, at least the at least the in the third one, uh, the Islanders will be getting back Pareko. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I actually thought the third one wasn't awful. Yeah, right. But I mean, the first one. Duchesne, they even yeah. have said they want a current roster player and a first-round pick. You're telling me that Edmondson, Thompson, and Blay, which Thompson and Blay are, might turn out to be great NHL players, but they're unknown commodities right now. They don't make that trade. Right. No, I I, I, I mean, the, like like I said, Tavares for Pareko, Thompson, and, and Cairo, that's a little more believable, because we're giving up a fantastic player, but yeah, the first the first two were. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll trade you our number one center, who everybody has been involved in trade rumors with us for this guy. We'll give him up for a second to third line pairing guy and two unknown forwards. 
to be honest though, I think s some team is going to vastly overpay for Duchesne. I don't, I don't, I mean, I like him. I like him a lot. I don't know if he's worth what they're wanting. No. Oh, I don't think so. No. I was hearing, uh, I don't remember where I heard it, not an actual rumor, but just speculation. What about a straight up Matt Duchesne for John Tavares? Oh, if I was Colorado, I'd do that. Uh, Out of your yeah. Islanders? I I don't think I would do it. No, I would the Islanders I wouldn't. I mean, if Tavares is leaving, I mean you gotta get some if you have to get something for him, you'll know, yeah, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't trade him for that if I didn't have to. You don't make that trade today, but you might make it at the trade deadline. If Tavares is not gonna resign and leave, yeah. I think I would, but I but only because you 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 want something in return quality. Um and if that's the best offer, I would I would do that. So uh, response from Dominic R. So he uh, caught some flack for throwing Pareko in a trade rumor or trade speculation. Uh, and his response was, it's not too early to talk trades when this team needs help right now. I still don't understand what everyone's infatuation is with Pareko. The guy has a hard shot, but he isn't a top pairing defenseman now and don't know if he ever will be. The man is an idiot. <laughs> but it's his opinion, Kurt. It, it's his opinion. He's entitled to it. It just happens to be way wrong. That, I mean, it, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean it's like could be right. No, your your opinion could be way wrong. And this guy, I mean, Pareko is the real deal. And he's not. I don't know what this guy does not. See. You know, my that's. Crazy. I mean, well, he offered him in a trade for Tavares. So I mean, that, we thought that was actually a, you know, a, a, I mean, closer to reality, um, which is what you have to give. I don't. Apparently, if he doesn't like Pareko, why is there offering him in a trade to get Tavares as the key component? What, 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 uh, what's his uh, flip flop there? Now, I think it's. I think he's you know, probably caught a lot of flack for suggesting Pareko because in the minds of a lot of Blues fans, Pareko's untouchable. And uh, so he's defending why he's including Pareko. So he's saying that, oh, okay, we're not, we're not going to offer the Islanders. A, so we're offering this guy, this this Dominic R. Um, he's, he's saying that in his opinion, his opinion, that Pareko is not a top-pairing defenseman. So what he's offering for Tavares is not a, not a top-pairing guy, plus Thompson and Cairo. Two unproven's. Right, two unproven's. Two guys so, for Tavares. I'm like, are you stupid? What is your? That's it's, 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 okay. So I, I uh, think this 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 thread could have alternatively been titled. So I was playing playing uh, some uh, NHL 18 this afternoon, and you know, the computer wouldn't take these trades. What do you think? We've talked uh, about uh, Pareko numerous times, and I think. I've said this before that uh, in a couple of years, in a few years, um, he sh should be mentioned in possible Norris discussion, uh, like uh, candidates. Um, not that he would win it, but he should be amongst those as uh, possible nominees at some point in three three years or so. I think that's not out of the realm of possibility for him. So I uh, I should mention that we have discussed changing the name of this podcast to the Pareko Fanboy Podcast because. I believe. I think I'm speaking no. for Bill too. I just we made mouse pads and stick. <laughs> not take the name of the damn show. <laughs> okay, sorry. I believe I speak for Bill too in saying that we are. 
I guess as much as you want to call us this, fanboys of Pareko because we all believe that he's the real deal. And I think most Blues fans do. Um, and this situation, they're not wrong. I mean, we've we've seen before players come through this system that people have fallen in love with right away. I, none are coming to mind right now, but but turn out to really not be much of anything. Maybe Lee Stepniak comes to mind a little bit, although the guy still is in the league. That is impressive. Uh, he's had a good career. But I'm just saying that people fall in love with these people, and a lot of times they try to be nothing. I don't do that very easily. I don't, I, and I know you guys don't either. We all believe he's the real deal. So, Dominic R., if you are listening, please come on the show. Let's go blues.com slash radio and defend your stance because we would love to talk to you about this. Or if you hear the show later in podcast format, uh, send us a tweet and tell us how wrong you think we are, and then we'll we'll have a discussion about it. <laughs> and asylum members, feel free to post this episode and, and tag Dominic R. and tell him to come on next episode. Twitter handle at LGB radio, please, please <laughs> love to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't think we have a taker for trivia. Unfortunately. Now this is, we've had these questions here for a couple weeks. I say we burn them tonight. I was like, you want to go head to head? I mean, we let's could, go head to head. We can do that. Uh, how about, how about real quick, just in case anyone's considering it, we go ahead and, Discuss the blue schedule for the next couple days. That's about two minutes, I'd say. Nobody comes on, we do trivia. Sound good? Yep. Sounds good. All right. You want to do so, trivia? Let's go blues.com slash radio. Do it now. Uh, do it now. Do it, do it. Do it. Do it now. What's wrong with you? Uh, so coming up this week, we've discussed the Blackhawks. That's Wednesday. Very marquee game. Don't want to miss that one. Thursday, the Blues travel to Colorado. Kind of mentioned that one. Uh, that is an 8 o'clock start uh, in Central Daylight Time. Um, do you guys think Jake Allen gets both those starts, or do we see Carton, Carter Hutton on Thursday? see Carter the Hutt on um, Thursday. What if Jake Allen pitches a shutout? Uh, maybe not. not. Maybe not, but uh, I, think, I think you see Hutton on the road. I think you see Hutton on the road no matter what, even if uh, Allen pitches a 40-save shutout. Um. And looks fantastic. I think uh, they would just give him a rest, a reward of sorts. What if What if Jake Allen doesn't face any shots against the Blackhawks? Does he still sit for against the Avalanche on Thursday? Yes. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> cannot, I will. I will bet. I will. Okay. Here's the deal. I will. Bonder, uh, are you saying that you you don't think uh, uh, Allen will start on? Uh, or you don't think Hutton will start on Thursday? No, I think he will. But I'm just I'm I hypothetical. Was, I was going to wager you a Ted Drew's custard that Hutton starts on Thursday. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. All right. I, just because it's a reason to get ice cream <laughs> with you. Right. No, that's the, yeah. Who cares? Just about wanna, that? Just want to go to Ted. Just want to go to Ted Drew's with Kurt Price one night. That's all I want. I'm getting the the brownie and whatever the brownie was the brownie and the fudge and the, what's that one called? The brownie in the bottom. They're all good. But they're good. Uh, I'm going to say this though, uh, real quick <laughs> before I'm um, at Ted Drews is fantastic. I love it, but I, I got to give a shout out to the custard places here on the Illinois side, uh, Bobby's and Annie's. Um, I, I like them better than Ted Drews. 
I'm not going to lie. There's a place out here in Kirkwood called Andy's, and it's based in Springfield. It's where I've they came it. from, I believe. Oh, I, I like that third and ten. Really good. It's really good. I've had it. It is. Uh, you're, Bill, you're, what do you say? Uh, I was just about to say you're getting into uh, some copyright uh, issues there with uh, Ted Drews because the he says it really is good, guys. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. hello>. <laughs> we're <laughs> getting flagged. We're getting uh, flagged again. I like that news, but I, I, I'm going to say if you if you're on the Illinois side uh, and you're in Maryville, uh, check out Bobby's. It's fantastic. And if you're in Edwardsville, there's two Annie's locations. Go there. It's really good, and I and I think it's better than Ted Drews. I'm not gonna. If Bobby's yeah, or Annie's would like uh, to sponsor the Let's Go Blues Radio podcast, please email us at feedback at letsgoblues.com. We don't have that. That's not the, that's not the email. Dang <laughs> it! I thought I had it. It's radio at let's go blues.com. Oh, read back. Rafe, read back. Uh, <laughs> radio. It's, it's late on Tuesday night. I'm an old man. Come on, Ponder. I tried, I tried to sounded, do the, the fast talking. I just couldn't get it out fast that enough. That sounded so good until you just got the email wrong. God damn it. I can't even use that again in like a promo in the future. I'll do it again next week. All right. <laughs> Uh, so Saturday is a big game for uh, for Blues fans. I think uh, I actually know a lot of people that are traveling uh, to go to this game. Vegas Golden Knights uh, in Vegas, nine thirty start uh, Central Daylight Time. Um, Vegas has come out barnstorming to open the year. Uh, they finally called up Vadim Shipachov and Alex Tuke, which I could have a whole radio rant about how they've managed the roster, but I'll, I'll hold. Um, yeah, they they look great. Um, I don't think it's sustainable for them, but uh, what do you guys expect Saturday night? Uh, I guess I guess they're gonna they're gonna be games in between for them, so maybe they start falling off before then. But do you expect um, a, a pretty strong effort from the Knights that night? Um, I would expect a strong effort. I mean, it's a home game, and uh, that's I I can't imagine they're still riding the high of uh, the new franchise and the fans and and the, the rallying uh, cry behind uh, uh, Vegas Strong. So, um, they have all kinds of uh, reason to uh, to play hard. Um, I don't think that's going to be an easy game whatsoever. Um, the, uh, Vegas is playing much better than I expected them to. I think anybody expected them to. Um. I expected them to be actually not a, I I think actually Jeff, you said they were going to be fairly good this year. Well, I I said they'd be better than Vancouver and Colorado. That's saying a lot. I I think I, yeah. And I, I, I I didn't put them, I don't think quite that high, but one of you, one of you had them dead last. I think, I don't think I had them dead. Maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't think I did. I'll go back and check. But it, it was not me. I think uh, in Vegas, they, uh, as of right now, they're at the end of two, they're up three to one on the Sabres. So they are, they're in really good shape. Uh, some really good hockey. And uh, yeah, is it, now, though. It, it'll, uh, Subban beat the Bruins the other night. And, you know, well, former team. up your ass kind of game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we all remember the last time the Blues faced Malcolm Subban, correct? Yeah, they lit him yeah. up pretty well here. They destroyed him. Wasn't it like three goals on six shots or something? Yep. That seems correct. <laughs> so, yeah, we're coming for you, Malcolm. I was uh, supposed to go to this game. 
and the trip has been canceled. Oh, yeah. So disappointingly. So we'll, uh, I will have to watch it from home. Sorry to hear uh, that. That's no, it's good. Um, let's see. Uh, are we doing trivia now? Let's do trivia. Nobody's coming on. You're all a bunch of hosers. Bunch of hosers. All right. Uh, the uh, Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill Trivia Shootout, sponsored by the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, the winner of this uh, trivia contest tonight will receive nothing because you guys are both uh, employees of the show. Um, so um, I'll tell you what wait, I'll, I'll, wait, 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 wait. I need you to rephrase that for compliance purposes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill's only half joking, but I, did, I just want to rephrase. I, I got. I have to include something about community trust and Federal Reserve or something like that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not up on the the legal mumbo jumbo. Uh, I just is, need you to not refer to. Uh, myself as an, an employee, employee. Of right the show. got you you were not an employee of the show that was a bill was a guest of a the tongue show. in cheek uh joke actually thank you thank right. you for for <laughs> correcting yourself any money Bill's lawyer is actually standing off camera just going mm-hmm, nope nope <laughs> any money sent bill's way is strictly under the table no one knows i was <laughs> <laughs> like shut up <laughs> Not because it's true, because it's a joke. Anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, question. <laughs> question one. Uh, it'll be Bill against Jeff. You guys want to just uh, text me answers? If that works for you guys. That works. Uh, question one. Sergio Momesso wore what number for the Blues? During the 1996-97 season, is it A, number 25, B, number 26, C, number 27, A, 25, B, 26, C, 27, for Sergio Meso in the 96-97 season? <laughs> yeah, you might not want to post the text to the... I don't. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but uh, I might want to do 26 it. 26B. Uh, 26, 26B. Is that correct? 26 is A. 26 is B. 27C. Okay, so everyone knows Bill and I both answered B. Okay. Uh, so, all right. I may have changed my answer in the uh, private uh, chat. No, I I was going to answer B. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, question number two. Which Blues defenseman had a better plus minus for the last season? Which is last Blues season? Last season. Uh, a. Joel Edmondson. B. Colton Preco. C. Alex Petrangelo. Who had the best, the better plus minus last season? Uh, Bill's answer is in. Hondo's answer is in as well. Uh, question number three, November 29th, 2000. Blues versus Leafs. The greatest third period comeback in NHL history. Who scored the winner in overtime for the Blues? A, Pavel Dimitra. B, Jochen Hecht. C, Alexander Havanov. Bill's answer is in. 
Hanna's answer is in. Uh, question four. Who is the highest paid player on the Blues this season? A. Petrangelo. B. Stasny. C. Tarasenko. Highest paid player on the Blues this season. More the uh, the options again. A. Petrangelo. B. Stasny. C. Tarasenko. Bill's answer is in. As is mine. Bill's answer is in as well. Okay. Question five. Who once scored six goals in one game for the Blues? A, Red Berenson. B, Wayne Babich. C, Brendan Shanahan. Connor's answer is in. And Bill's answer is in as well. Bonus. Keith Kachuk had three penalty shots in his career as a blue. How many was he successful on? A, two, B, one, C, zero. Hanna's answer is in, and Bill's answer is in as well. Okay, question one. Sergio Lomessa wore what number for the blues during the 96-97 season? The answer is... B, 26, his second stint with the blue. And you know who wore number 25? Was that not Peter Zezel? Peter Zezel did, but uh, I think that season wasn't that Pascal Rayon. I was going to say, was it Rayon, 25? What year? 96, 97. Uh, You might be right. Uh, And with 27, Stephen Leach? (laughs) Yes. Man, I don't know why I know this stuff. <laughs> Isn't that weird what pops in your head? Yep. Hang on, I'm looking. 25 was Peter Zezel. 26 was, was, 26 was Momesso, but also there's one other player. I won't make you guess. Konstantin Shafranov. Oh, wow. Yep. 27 was also Stephen Leach. Wow. I, I Sometimes I amaze myself. <laughs> Yeah, and that was both Mumesos and Zezel's return to the Blues. Yep, that's right. Question two, which Blues defenseman had a better plus-minus uh, last season? Uh, the answer was A, Joel Edmondson with a plus-11. Nice. Both got that correct. So let's we're keeping score here. Uh, Jeff has gotten both correct. Bill has uh, one. So shouldn't, it's two have, one Jeff. shouldn't have changed my answer after I gave it away. Oh, you did change your answer? Did. 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 Oh, man. Final answer. I, I knew it wasn't 27 because uh, he, he couldn't get it back after he left. Well, I, I knew it wasn't 25 because I knew that was Zezel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question three. Mm-hmm. November 29, 2000, Blues versus Leafs, the greatest third-period comeback in NHL history. Who scored the winner in overtime for the Blues? The answer is uh, you both got this wrong. It was Yoke and Het. Was it? Dimitra had the assist. Assisted from Dimitra, right. right. Because uh, I, I remember the, the reason I picked Dimitra, it was probably the same for Bill. Was, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the 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 celebration was right. shaking that's, his head. That's why I put him in there, because he's, that's oh. that's, why, that's the image I have, too, from the winning goal is him celebrating. Yep. Yeah. And But I went with Havanov. Havanov had the tying goal, right? You both went with Havanov. And Havanov did have the tying goal, I believe. The little uh, snap, the, the snapshot from the high slot. Yep. Yep. Upper, upper. Oh, that's right. Uh, question four. Um, yeah, who is the highest paid player in the Blues this season? 
I'm pretty uh, sure I got this wrong. Uh, Tarasenko. Uh, you both put Tarasenko, but the answer was... Um, Stastny. B, Stastny. Thought that I thought that was a trick question. This year's uh, Tarasenko makes seven million, and Stasny's making seven and a half. Yep. Ah. So, uh, question five: uh, Who once scored six goals in one game for the Blues? Uh, you both got this correct. Red Berenson, which used to be part of our intro. That's uh, that's a that's a gimme for Blues fans, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it should be. It, it really yeah. should be. Um. Speaking of intros, have you, uh, Jeff, you said you haven't heard the NHL Blues podcast. Have you heard it, uh, Bill? Their I show? have not. Their intro is like, it's almost like they heard our old intro and they duplicated it. It's crazy. It's like the exact same kind of thing. You know what would be awesome, which I, I don't know if they can even find access to this, but it'd be really cool if they could, maybe they wouldn't do it because they're not those type of guys, have highlights of Kimball and Rivers doing blues stuff. Oh, that is what it is? Oh, well, one of them, uh, Kimball, there's a, blue, a Blues Hawks highlight in the intro about, uh, uh, I think, Kimball uh, and Ronick doing something. Nice. Uh, and uh, the the Hawks announcer, I forgot his name, um, said, uh, we got a problem in front of the Hawks bench. And that was Kimball and Ronick. Oh, nice. Kind of neat. I was going to say, no offense, Darren Kimball. Probably can't find a Kimball goal anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny their intro Brett Hull's 500th goal they have on the intro um, it's Ken Wilson's call the 500th goal um, for uh, Brett Hull's first attempt at 500 goals correct me if I'm wrong was waved off, off. It, it was well it was, it was or, no it, credit it, it was given credit, to somebody oh, else right that's yeah. how I believe um so and the call they have on their show is the goal that ended up going to, I think it was Mateo. Yeah. Oh wow! So the 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 five hundred goal that they have on their show is not the five hundred goal that he scored. It was the because Kim Wilson botched the five hundred goal later on. Jimmy Rivers is gonna hate you because <laughs> it's a notable it's a notable it's a memorable call. I remember because Kim Wilson says, "Hold on, Franny, shoot." And he he, he kind of goofs it up. He, hold on, Franny, shoot uh, scores. He doesn't say shoots he scores. He says he shoot. It was kind of weird, but that's how I remember that. Thank anyway. God that guy's gone. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, question six. So after five, we've got uh, three for Ponder and two for Bill. So the, uh, the bonus here is uh, Keith the Chuck. Well, so that means Ponder wins. But So the bonus for fun. Uh, Keith Kachuk had three penalty shots in his career as a blue. How many was he successful on? And the answer is C, none, which Jeff got correct. So, I remember him being awful in the shootout. That's the only reason that I thought he probably didn't score any penalty shot goals. Yeah, Bill guessed uh, one. So, that, uh, so, Jeff, three questions to two, three or five questions. Congratulations, sir. I will um, donate my mug to Mr. Darren Kimball. <laughs> Just to keep from beating us up. Exactly. Hmm. Good show. Good round. That was a good round. Yes, that was fun. Especially because I won. Well, naturally. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I beat Bill every time this time this this season, right? 
Oh, you're undefeated against Bill this year? Is that I the way it works? So. Yes. So we've only done yeah, this is the second time and yeah, I've oh. I have sucked twice. Wow. I need to go back to studying. <laughs> <laughs> Take a couple weeks off work and, and bone up on your blues. I was actually surprised idea. that I was surprised you go you guys both missed the uh the overtime uh, winner against the Leafs. That was a uh, I remember Havanov having a big goal. I for some reason just thought it was the winner. But now that I recall the play, the Leafs were stupidly passing the puck back and forth behind their net. Like they were clearly pay, playing for a tie at that point. And uh was it Demetra intercepted, threw it in front, and Hesh was there. Yep. Little chip little chip pass. Yeah. And yep. caught Joseph by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph was not ready for that. You could tell yeah, I remember them showing Joseph skating off. You could just see his face going, What the hell, guys? What are you doing? And it wasn't like it wasn't but thirty seconds into overtime. It was real quick. Oh, it was very quick. And and uh, Joseph, that game, that was a. I mean, the whole team, the Leafs collapsed. But Joseph was back in his net, almost across the line at times in goals. It was he was not challenging the the shooters at all. So it was it was it, it was not a good game for for Toronto. My favorite part of that radio call or that uh, broadcast um, was, I think it was McKinnis scored the second goal. And then the Maple Leafs took a penalty. And after they took the penalty, um, you know, Wilson's call was like, uh, so the, the Maple Leafs take a penalty here. And then it gets real silent. And he just goes, you think? Yeah. You, you think? You don't think. And, and, and you just hear Bernie going, I don't know. It's just, it was just typical. such a great moment when, when you look back and you say, they actually did do it. Greatest comeback, uh, third period comeback in NHL history. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that about uh, we don't have any other tweets to address. Um, oh, well, there was a tweet from Travis from uh, to, to Bill to your reply to the uh, your beer of the podcast. Travis said, "I just had one tonight." The KBS, not KBS, just regular breakfast. Oh, sorry, breakfast time. Sorry. Yeah. Idiot. A in God, Kurt, get it right. <laughs> Sorry, like I said, I've never had one. Yeah. We're having well, LGB radio compliance call you in the morning. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, you must get your beers right. No, um, no, I uh, cannot go wrong with the founders' breakfast stout of any variety. I've had all three: the regular breakfast stout, the Kentucky breakfast stout, and the rare Canadian breakfast stout. Oh, the CBS. Yes. The, the, the television station. Yes. The Channel 4 in St. Louis. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was worth... Uh, Larry Connors of beers. <laughs> he jumps around stations. I, I prefer the Julius Hunter. Julius Hunter. You know, Julius Hunter wished me uh, luck uh, on my wedding day. On TV. What? On the newscast. Yep. <laughs> See how that turned out. Did you not? Yeah, I know, right? Guess <laughs> a death from Julius Hunter. Don't ever wish. Don't, don't ever ask him for a wish uh, luck on your winning day. <laughs> That's a true story, though. <laughs> on the newscast, they were closing out, and he wished me uh, 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 good luck or whatever in my marriage. Because I was married, I saw, and, and the, the, they were there covering it, and so because I'm kind of a big deal. Mm. <laughs> I saw when I was a kid, I saw Trish Brown doing a news report in downtown oh. St. Louis before a blues game. 
And uh, while she was on the air, I yelled at her. I, mean, I was a stupid, like, eight-year-old kid. I just yelled at her. I just go, weather's cool. And she turned around in the middle of the report and just goes, don't forget your umbrella. And I was like, nice. <laughs> who's, the, who's the guy for Channel 11 that used to do – Jeff Bernthal. It was Jeff Bernthal who was doing some kind of on-the-street thing outside of, after a Cardinal game, and I was leaving the Cardinal game, and I passed him. And I yelled. I'm, he was on the air doing something. I go, "Hey, it's Mark Free," <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Mark Free. It was Jeff Bernthal. And I'm like, and afterwards, I'm like, and I was dead serious at the time. I thought, "Oh, that's Mark Free." And no, I'm like, "Oh no!" After I yelled it, I'm like, "Oh no, that's not. That's not Mark. <laughs> that's Jeff Bernthal." brilliant for those of you that remember mark free he was a weather guy on channel 11 i believe for a a couple years (laughs) i wonder what mark free is doing nowadays should tag him on our podcast twitter i'm looking him up (laughs) mark free how you spell his last name f-e-r-e f-u-r f-u-h-r Fuhrer, i think is us that was like fewer man your furry Weathercaster of St. Louis, Mark Furry. No, that I'm typing Mark Furman. <laughs> oh, oh the police. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the LA detective. Oops. Oops. And I, the there's probably nothing on him up off the rails. <laughs> Which always happens at the end of the show. It's okay. It's show. It goes over. We're delirious. Right. This is where the magic happens right here at the end of the show. Stay for the bonus content. Mm hmm. This is all unscripted. What's the call letters for Channel 11? KPLR. Who KPLR owned Voltron for a long time. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. Yep. We used to own, we used to have a Voltron statue in St. Louis. Somewhere. Never saw it. I don't think this guy exists anymore. Oh, okay. Let me look it up. Mark Free. This is skin personal. Wonderful, wonderful uh, broadcast here. Yes. <laughs> Google, I type in Mark Free, and the first option is Mark Free Magician. <laughs> Maybe he's a magician now. I don't know. Uh, weather Man St. Louis. Mark Free. No, Dave Murray. No. Mark Mathis. No. Cindy Presler. No. That's nothing like Mark Furry. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll next episode we will update you as to the whereabouts of Mark Furry. Where in the world is Mark Furry? <laughs> Any music for this? And that should be a segment now. Where is Mark Furry? What's what's Mark Furry doing this week? I like it. Did you uh, real quick? Did you see the Saturday Night Live skit uh, last season where they had a? Uh, where in the world is Kellyanne Conway? And they they had a, a bunch of kids. It was set up like Carmen San Diego. And they, they go to this kid and they go, All right, son, where do you think uh, Kellyanne Conway is? And he just goes, Nope, I don't care. And then the, the announcer goes, Well, that's another week that no one cares where she is. Nice. <laughs> mm. All right, yeah. let's let's close the shop here. This is uh, getting a little <laughs> out of out of whack. You want to? I mean, so we're gonna we're gonna close it. Now? Okay. I 
Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't forget to please check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri uh, for the ultimate uh, Blues Man Cave bar slash uh, uh, establishment. For Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. Uh, good show, gentlemen. Well done. Again, congratulations, Jeff, on your trivia victory. Uh, by the way, real quick, last week you guys mentioned um, my anniversary. I did not know that that was the uh, anniversary of the first Blues game. That's pretty awesome. All these three years you've been married and you didn't know that. You know what's funny? And I'm, I'm going to say this quietly so my wife doesn't hear me. Um, you know how I remember my anniversary? It's the day after Chris Pronger's birthday. <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, she'll never find out. This is This is all encrypted. Yeah, right. Gonna find out about this. Only the three of us listen to the show. Yeah. That's funny. Chris Pronger is your 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 man crush. Uh, very much so. Still is. Yep. He's gotten better with it. I wouldn't be surprised if you know when you guys were uh, trying to decide the date that uh, she didn't throw out there. You know, Pronger's birthday, and you you vetoed it, but but you had a sly reason to veto it. You, you wouldn't admit. It. No, I can't do that to Chris. Yep, that's right. I couldn't take his day from him. For Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. I'm going to piss. Me too. Me too. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about us? St. Louis Blues. Only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.